from the inkwells of Noir. To the digital screens of today. The kids present the comic book character of the month. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and welcome back, kids, as we delve into our comic book character of the month, Santron, here on Kirby's Kids. We would love to extend a warm and hearty holiday welcome. We hope everyone is safe, sound, and enjoying their holiday season with loved ones and those they choose to celebrate with. This fantastic modern classic from Marvel was published in their 2005 Marvel Holiday Special. The cover date says January 2006. However, it was on the stands and made available for that holiday season in 2005. It contains three stories. One is Mole Man's Christmas, and that's the one that it opens up with. And that's a cute story. But the one we're going to focus in on is the second story in this issue, and that's Yes, Virginia, There Is a Santron. Now, there is also a follow-up story that occurs here. The third one is called Christmas Day in Manhattan. Manhattan. That one features the Fantastic Four. Obviously, the first one features Mole Man, and this middle one here, the one we're focusing in on, has to deal with the Avengers and a holiday party and Santron. So, let's delve in. Virgie Hanlon is a brilliant eight-year-old girl whose emotional development was stunted when her classmates told her that Santa Claus didn't exist. Years later, she's putting the finishing touches on a robot that resembles Santa Claus. Meanwhile, Spider-Man is swinging to the Avengers holiday party, having accidentally gone to Stark Tower when the party was actually being held at Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum there on Bleecker Street. He arrives there thinking Mary Jane is going to be angry at him, but instead, she's having a good time with a couple of his fellow Avengers. Outside, Gravity tries to get in, but Wong closes the door on him. Virgie turns on her robotic Santa and prepares to release this robotic Santa into the world. Her motivations are that even though there is no Santa, there will at least be something. But as he's leaving, this Santron declares that he is going to kill the Avengers. Whoa, 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 whoa. So yes, you're already seeing that this Santron is perhaps an Ultron variant. So back at the party, Tony Stark points out to Jessica Drew that she is standing under the mistletoe, and that means that they have to kiss. Jarvis then answers the door and finds Gravity again standing outside. This is going to be an ongoing joke throughout this story. But he confuses him for a caroler. On another side of the room, Doctor Strange changes a shape-shifting blood tree into the form of a Christmas tree. Over at the Avengers' mansion, the robot Santa, or this 
Santron, scans the deserted building for the possible location of the Avengers and determines that they are probably at Stark Tower. Meanwhile, cutting back, the Avengers continue to enjoy their party at Doctor Strange's place. Captain America has Jessica under the mistletoe again, gives her a kiss. Gravity tries to get in, but Wolverine threatens him with his claws, basically unleashing those adamantium claws. And the blood tree, then, that Doctor Strange had converted into a Christmas tree, tries attacking She-Hulk, who was trying to decorate him. Spider-Man is in there, and he is webbing it up, and he tries to resemble that decorated Christmas tree. Meanwhile, this Santron, this robot Santa, stops at Stark Tower and determines the current location of all the Avengers. Gravity, again, gives up trying to get into the party, but Luke Cage notices him outside and lets him in. Wolverine stands underneath the mistletoe with Jessica Drew, hoping to get a kiss. However, she notices the mistletoe is moving. It isn't long before she realizes that the men are operating the mistletoe by remote control so they can get a kiss from her. The party is then finally interrupted by this robot Santa, who designates everyone but gravity as naughty and activates a neural disruptor that causes them grave pain. Gravity is unaffected by it, uses his powers to make the machine heavy, causing this Santron, this robot Santa, to drop. Suddenly, the robot changes into its normal appearance, which is Ultron. Spider-Man consults Hank Pym and wishes to get some help in stopping it. He recommends an internal electromagnetic pulse, giving Spider-Man the idea to drop the remote-controlled mistletoe inside him. In that end, he hides the mistletoe within a cookie and tricks Ultron into eating it. So this Ultron Santron eats this cookie. Spider-Man later explains to the fellow Avengers that he figured out that Ultron would eat the cookie when he heard the hollow sound of Ultron's belly, which he deduced was where cookies were stored when he ate them. Hank Pym accesses Ultron's memories and shows the heroes a projection of Vergi. He goes on to explain that as a child, her classmates told her Santa wasn't real, making her become more introverted. She eventually stumbled upon a broken Ultron model, which hypnotized her into fixing him. However, her fractured mind allowed her to take advantage of the opportunity and make him resemble Santa Claus. At her apartment, Vergi calls 911 to turn herself in. Suddenly, Spider-Man appears in her chimney and stops her from doing this. He then takes her to her lab, where the Avengers have moved their party. Not only that, Ultron's influence seems to have freed her from her obsession with Santa Claus. Captain America gives her a rousing speech about how Santa may not exist as a person, but as an ideal, proving that there is a Santa after all. So, yes, Virginia, there is a Santron. This is a really heartwarming tale. Very, very well done. Extremely amusing. The comedy bits in between the action sequences are fantastic. I am so happy I stumbled upon this one, and we're now sharing it with you. If you haven't read this one or weren't into comics in the mid-2000s or for some reason decided to skip over it since it wasn't a regular series, but it was a holiday special. What's great about this is this reflects the spirit of what we're seeing on the screen on the modern-day MCU. There is heart in here. There is a wonderful tale being told. There is whimsy amongst the various Avengers and some great comedic moments. And 
Yes, Virginia, as sure as generosity and devotion exist to give life joy, there is a Santa Claus. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from your friends at Marvel. And that is the concluding page here on this Santron tale. The art in this is by far the best within the book. It is excellently rendered. I am very impressed with what this team put together, not only with a story, but also the visual storytelling in the art. It really pops off the page. As far as digital art is concerned, it is spectacular. Their rendering of Bleecker Street, the Sanctum Sanctorum, where the party's being held. The story by Jeff Parker has tons of heart. Riley Brown's pencils are great. Pat Davidson's inks are fantastic. The lettering by Dave Lemphere is wonderful. And the colors by Christina Strain are just magnificent. The level of detail is great. There is a tendency with digital art for it to lose its character and be cut and paste and replicated. And this isn't the case. You can tell that a lot of care and concern was taken in developing this story and the attention to detail visually spectacular. One scene in particular as you have Doctor Strange walking down the stairs within the Sanctum Sanctorum in the Bleecker Street and he's talking to Jarvis. That is just absolutely magnificent, excellently captured. The Santron character is great too. I really like what Vergi did there and it, it's just so well put together. I can't recommend this one enough to lift one's holiday spirits and enjoy a whimsical tale. Now, if you are also interested in reading the other two stories, they are also most amusing too. I don't believe they're on the same quality level as this one is very clearly since this is in the center of the book. It is meant to be the focal point, but Mo Man's Christmas is very whimsical and fun and an interesting read. It's kind of quirky and then art in that one is a little more primitive than what you see happening over here on the Santron. Yes, Virginia, there is a, a Santa Claus story. This one looks more young adult as far as how it was rendered or designed for younger kids. It has a Saturday morning cartoon feel to it. Then if you turn your attention to our last story, which features the Fantastic Four, that story is very indicative of the early 2000s and into the 2010s. It has a pencil and ink etching quality to it all. This styling is quite different. It is steeped in realism, a, a grounding, a, a darkness to it. It's very good with shadow and light. It utilizes muted colors in order to highlight certain characters or actions that are occurring in the comic. It's a very entertaining story. I don't want to give away too much, but at the same time, I think it's designed more for an older audience, particularly in how it looks. It definitely is stylistically more indicative of the darker, grimmer comics of the time, yet the actual story itself is not necessarily overly uh, dark or grim, but it certainly is not the lightheartedness and the very vivid story that our feature is. And from that standpoint, I think you've got three different style stories and they complement one another. There is not a single thread that goes through these three stories that you could say, 
hey, they they look the same or they're just replicating a story but doing it with different characters. No, no, no. You, you get three distinct stories here in this holiday special. And again, the definite MVP of this issue is, yes, Virginia, there is a Santron. So with that, kids, we would love to wish you a continued happy, healthy holiday season from your fellow kids here at Kirby's Kids.